Welcome to episode number 98 of the Ross, L and Luke show. Today, L interviews me about the Toastmasters organization and the journey to the DTM or Distinguished Toastmaster. Uh, interesting journey if you're a public speaker or purely interested in personal development in any way, shape or form. Definitely an episode worth checking out. Aussie blokes, we're dads, we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a heap of mistakes, learned a bit, and created plenty of wins, which taught us a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, leadership, and business. We're here to share our journey and learnings with you. You may get three different perspectives or one universal agreement. Whatever you take away, we hope it made a difference in your day. Gentlemen, how are you? Yeah, well, thanks, Ross, and I, I really heard uh, some connection with with that intro today. You know, I've never heard it before. Yeah. Yes. Or a bit of pots and pans there, Ross. They get recorded afterwards. Just a flash pans. They call it a Bon Jovi concert. Um, yeah. All right. No, that was good. Yeah, had some gusto, Al. Mm. I felt connected with it. Yeah, more more than uh, more than other times. Mm. There you go. Excellent. It's never so what, the same, isn't what, what, it? What does that reflect for you, Ross? What's, you had a very connected week, have you? Or? I interesting. You should say that. Yes, I have. Uh, mm. Tonight, I deliver a speech for Toastmasters, and it's one of the very last speeches I'm going to be delivering before what's, I hopefully receive what's called a DTM, or Distinguished Toastmaster Award. Uh, I believe it's the mm. highest award that uh, can be achieved within Toastmasters, uh, and there's a lot of speeches and work that's gone into it. And the speech I'm delivering tonight is for my HPL or... Uh, what's that word? For uh, High Performance Leadership. HPL, High Performance Leadership, and it's a pretty big program. I started it probably close to two years ago now. Um, yeah, it'd be about two years ago I started the uh, the High Performance Leadership pro- Project, uh, and um, looking forward to to the completion of that. There was a little bit of a, a gap in between, but nonetheless, I deliver that speech tonight, and that's had. Uh, committees, it's had action teams, it's had all sorts of things. So it's a pretty big project, and the delivery of that just feels it feels right as I speak to everybody within the team. Mm. Fantastic. So, with the gap, was the gap pandemic related or other reasons? Uh, other reasons. Uh, that was right. that was part of it on the tail end of it, though. There were other reasons. Yeah. Okay. The tail uh, end. I, I probably had about three months where I didn't deliver any speeches and I and I barely managed to make it to any meeting in any shape or form um, due to the uh, the pandemic. It did go all, all go online, but I had a lot of clashes with other things that you know, normally I my pen stays free, but as it turned out, that wasn't always the case. Um, sometimes it was people calling up that were being challenged um, emotionally and mentally with the you know, the lock-in situation, but uh, nonetheless, I, uh, I'm at the other end of that now and glad that I'm you know, able to get back and complete my DTM because literally the end of this month, they're changing to a new program 
and I can't apply through the system with my old stuff, I actually would need to start all over again and uh, and continue on. And I've been speaking, I think, since um, 2014, so that's about six years or something I think I've been speaking for. Mm. So that would be a lot of work if I had to start again to, uh, mm. to go for that award. Mm. Oh, well, congratulations. That sounds monumental. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I, when I first started speaking, I, you know, this was never really on my radar, but as the years went by and the speeches started to clock up, and uh, it just, I started to see that uh, someone came to me and said, "Oh, you know, you're going for this," and I'm like, "No, I haven't." And um, well, this is the things that you've got to do, and I'm like, "Wow, okay." So I'm a good portion of the way there. It's probably something worth going for. Hmm. And what? Yeah. So apart from. Being uh, being an esteemed company within Toastmasters, what 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 practical sort of results does that bring you? Yeah, so let me give a, just as a as a taste of there's, there's two streams. There's the leadership stream and the communication stream. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to complete both of those to, to reach the distinguished Toastmaster award. Mm-hmm. But just if we look at just the the communication, that's mostly about delivering speeches. In it, and there's probably. Um, you do your first 10 speeches, that kind of gets you started. From there, each next level that you do, you need to deliver another 10 speeches. But they're from two, five speeches from an advanced manual. And when you've completed that manual, you do another another manual. So two manuals for each of the next levels. And you then go bronze, silver, and gold. So that's another 30 speeches you need to deliver. So they're prepared speeches. There's content. There's there's learning opportunities and there's things around that. And that's just the speaking component, which I think is probably uh, probably a sm- it's almost a smaller component. Um, yes, we need to do you know a bit of a uh, bit of work for for the time involved and in preparing a speech and delivering that speech. However, it's the same it's the same sort of process we go through each time. You know, you you deliver a speech, you hmm. practice a little, you improve on certain areas, and then you deliver that content. So as for speaking experience, it's amazing. For me to be able to get up, um, Almost, it feels almost like uh, every meeting, which is like twice a, twice a week. In fact, at some point it was, every single meeting I'd be up speaking. And that kind of practice to be able to speak in front of people uh, a couple of times a month is, uh, is a great muscle to build, especially in you know, some of the things that I do when I'm delivering on, from the stage. And that's you know, one of the reasons that I joined, because I wanted to deliver content from the stage and I just started that journey. So being able to get the practice in was really important. Fantastic. So, so when you deliver, you know, each of the sets of ten, are you assessed or you know, or critiqued by some some others while doing it? Literally, every, yeah. Literally, every time you speak, you get critiqued. Right. The yeah, the 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 whole way that Toastmasters works is you get evaluated. In right. fact, at the end of the night when we've run a meeting, so the meeting has different components to it, different types of speeches get delivered. Some are prepared speeches, some of them are impromptu speeches where you're asked a question and then, you know, you you're pulled out of the the crowd to answer it. <laughs> and uh and then at the end of the night, anybody who hasn't already been evaluated gets evaluated by the general evaluator. So feedback or constant improvement is what it's all about. So if you always get that 
um, you'll always get that feedback. So they do evaluations. Uh, they give you, you know, the standard process of praise, improvement, praise. So you get praised for uh, the the parts of your speech. They talk about an improvement opportunity that you can think about uh, implementing the next time you speak, and then they wrap it up with uh, with praise at the end as well. That sounds still there. Well, that sounds yep. yeah. That sounds uh, very rigorous, <laughs> very serious undertaking. Yes, yes. In fact, the 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 organisation is very. What's the word I'm I'm looking for? So we sometimes talk about level four organisation, which is very uh, sort of, I guess, controlling and orderly and systems and process. It's very much like that. So it's like running a boardroom. Effectively, every meeting you go to is run like a boardroom meeting and it has that kind of structure. The, the experience of it, though, it gets delivered by the, by the members and the Toastmasters who are, who are there on the evening because although the structure is very formal, you can have members who are there to enjoy themselves and to have fun. So the experience doesn't necessarily feel stifled. It can actually feel like a lot of fun. Mm, okay. Yeah, intriguing. <clears throat> and so, yep. okay, great. So you're going to get in and achieve that, that, that level. And, and, and then we sort of talked about what that means from, from a speaking point of view. In the organization, do you sort of keep going in some way? I know you've been kind of, You've led chapters, I think you call them. You've led, you've led groups and that sort of thing. So where where do you go in, in the organisation? You can continue to go up. So it is a, a not-for-profit organisation. So there's a lot of opportunities. Being the size it is, there's a lot of opportunities to continue up. Uh, you know, you can be helping out, be a district leader and things like that. So there's different levels that you can reach where you can help out uh, and try you know, try to re- try regions of clubs, and um, you know, and right up the chain. For okay. example, there's yeah, they have there's a, a competition that runs every year, and they try to find the best host master across the world. Like it's a global competition yeah. at the yeah, club yeah. level. So at your club level, you get opportunities to speak across the the three main. Disciplines. One of them is a prepared speech. In this case, yep. it's typically an inspirational speech for this for this contest. A humorous. So you know how funny are you? And mm-hmm. and also there's a table topic. In fact, they do a fourth one as well. They do the evaluation. So you can do a humorous speech, an inspirational speech, a table topic, which is the on your feet, you get asked a question, stand up, you get asked a question, you've got to respond straight away and no, no prep time. <laughs> and the evaluation. So an evaluation speech is also something that gets evaluated as well. So you, there's four different types of speeches and each year at a club level, people enter into those. The best, the best at a club level goes on to the next level and they go on to the next level, the next level. Uh, and after a few of those, um, you become the best speaker for your country, and then you go to compete typically in the U.S. at the annual uh, conference there. Well, you're looking looking to go all that way. Uh, that that'd be nice. I haven't yet invested the time into perfect a speech to get me there yet, 
some of the the speeches that get that I've seen delivered, I've made it through a couple of levels without a lot of preparation. Um, with you know, with the amount of experience under my under my belt, and uh, seems to be something I've got a bit of a knack for. So I've mm. gone through a few a few stages. However, I haven't made it to uh, to the top of Australia yet. I think I've got a bit of work to do for that. When you've made it through a few levels, you really start to see the effort that people put into it. Mm. And they their speeches are really well polished. I don't know how many times they've delivered it before the night. Like for me, it's typically the first time I deliver it is on the night. I might mm. do, but I will do some research in in um, and some practice on some key things. So there's a few lines that I like to deliver well. I like the opening. So the, once the opening's gone, my uh, I've trained myself to be able to speak on the stage on on any anything any time. Mm-hmm. But and then I'm comfortable once I start speaking. So if I can mm-hmm. deliver a good opening, then I'm good to go. So that's one thing I like is the opening words to have an impact and really kind of set up the rest of the the delivery. And I like to finish on a bang as well. So if I know what the words are that I want to finish with, you know, like it could be um, repeating the title. Like if I have a really great title that has a punch to it, I can actually finish Mm. with the title Mm. and it all ties Mm. it. So having a good opening and a good conclusion and then, um, you know, just being comfortable on stage is is all I typically work with when I when I deliver a speech. Uh, I'm that's, presuming that it's a bit, mm. sorry. Okay. That's what separates um, the really advanced speakers from myself. Every single word that comes out of their mouth has been practiced, polished, sharpened, and delivered well. So um, really, yeah. you get to hear them speak. Mm. Right, and I, I mean, I'm presuming that the golden rule is audience engagement. Yeah, and it's really interesting. I love to engage my audience. Like that's that's a really big thing for me. Mm. But every time I do that, I quite often get feedback. <laughs> now, I, for me, you know, audience engagement's really really important. But I like to engage on a higher level where they actually interact. Like I'll ask a question and I'll raise hands and I'll get them to raise their hands. Like I'll get them involved. Mm. Whereas. And, you know, in a competition speech, you don't ask a question of your audience. But I'll typically uh, ask questions of my audience. <laughs> and I'll get the feedback. Well, there's a, there's a danger there if you ask questions that they can derail your speech, they can go on too long and things like that. But that's all about the control. You know, as a speaker at the front of the stage, you, you kind of learn how to deal with those things. But in my job, I don't, you know, most of the speeches for Toastmasters Masters of five to seven minutes. Like it's it's short, allows a lot of people to deliver, and it's and it's punchy, and you know you don't go on and on and on. And if it doesn't come out well, then you're off the stage quickly, and you know next person's on. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a great opportunity for you to get out there and deliver content. But for myself in my job, I can be up on the stage for hours. Mm. So uh, you know, controlling the time over that. Um, you know, I, typically I, I go over whatever whatever length of time I've got, I'll go over. But the you know, kind of that controlling of the the questions isn't a big deal. Um, you just need to be aware of it and know your time. I recorded two speeches recently. Um, I was doing an interview and I was being interviewed, and at the end of it, um, they said, "Oh, do you know? Did you, any, how long was that?" And I. You know, I didn't know. I was guessing, and I said it'd be about you know X minutes, and I said it'd be about X minutes, and I was probably only about twenty seconds off. 
Mm. So, and we're talking about, about sort of 10 minutes. And mm. yeah, I was only about 10 minutes off when I said that was probably about X, X length. Mm. So you really get, when you get to do something again and again, it's just like any muscle that we build. Mm. So I built my muscle, I could stand up. I intentionally learned to stand up and present without a lot of preparation. That was mm. the way I trained myself from the beginning. Whereas other people made a point of polishing and remembering every single word of their speech. So you can see them up there and they're speaking from their remembered speech. But for me, it doesn't have that same connection. No. And I think that's what the difference between a well-polished piece of writing and a speech yeah. uh, is the engagement of the audience. If they, that's what I, yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's where I train people when they come to me for coaching. That's where I start. I say, forget your content. Okay, that's not what's important. It's your connection with your audience. You can forget mm. what you're saying right in the middle, and you'll discover that if you're connecting with your audience, they actually don't care if you forgot what you were saying. But if well, all you focus on say anyway, <laughs> do they? The audience doesn't know what you're going to say. No, that's right. That's right. In fact, I, I, I often get them when they're when they're brand new speakers and they're all a little bit, you know, it's a little bit worrying and a little bit nervous and everything's kind of new for them. I'm like, hey, this is this is what I recommend you do. In the middle of a sentence, in the middle of a like what you're saying, just stop, just stop talking. In fact, better mm-hmm. still, sentence or even mid word, simply stop talking, mm-hmm. and then wait and see what happens. You'll discover mm-hmm. you don't catch on fire. <laughs> you, you, mm. there's no bursting into flames um, mm-hmm. there's nothing actually happens in fact your audience just sit there and watch and they listen mm. Mm. it's a long time before anyone will actually do anything other than that the only thing that's really running through your audience's mind is I'm glad I'm not the one up there doing that <laughs> <laughs> so if you do make a complete mess of it there's more sympathy in that room for you than anything else Mm. So there's nothing. So there is nothing to worry about on the on the stage. In fact, the be, and as I said, the best way to experience that is to literally just stop talking in the middle of your speech, just to test it. You may get the feedback at the end of it that, hey, look, you know, you you stop mid talking mid sentence. Um, it might be worth preparing more. That might be the feedback they give you. But you know that you were up there for the intention of testing that out. So mm. take your feedback as uh, gracefully and thank the person, whoever gives the feedback, whatever that feedback is, and decide for yourself whether that feedback is relevant to implement on or not. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the word criticism, not, 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 a, not with no negative connotation, just the word, means that someone is, is critiquing your work. And yep. if you invite that, then, then that's it see what there is for you is if you don't invite it then it's it's irrelevant <laughs> yeah yep. in fact very hard uh, an advanced, yeah yeah i was gonna say an advanced toastmaster is actually likely to not give you the feedback about that and give you something more useful um, they might drop it in the and say oh look you know you did stop in there midpoint um it might just be worth um, practicing your speech a bit more, but you know, honestly, that's not really something that uh, I'm too concerned about. Um, what I'm more interested in is you developing this, you know, whatever it is. So that's yep. something you can, yep. you can do. So, um, yep. yeah. Mm. 
Oh well, yeah, that's, so. that's that's good. So, so congratulations, and uh, so uh, you know, combine we'll have to combine that celebration with the hundred hundredth uh, episode celebration, eh? With the, the expensive French champagne that I thought you and Luke were buying. Uh, did we get that clear? In the end? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think that, that was your idea. I don't think that uh, there was there was complete buy-in with that. Well, it was my idea, and uh, and 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 we I thought we'd agreed I would take care of it and you guys would pay for it. But uh, anyway, hundredth episode to celebrate uh, the milestone speech. <laughs> yes, yes. So hundred. It's it's uh, certainly very close now. Um, what is this one? Number ninety, ninety-eight. I think we're on now. Mm. So, uh, yes, yes, excellent. Uh, so I think we're probably up for time as well. So this has been an episode yeah, well, all about uh, Toastmasters and me. Well, you know I, know, I know you've been doing it, and we've touched on it so many times, but I've never really discovered much about it. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Thank you. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for the uh, the, the questions. It was It was great to... I guess share the the journey that uh, that I've been on through Toastmasters and what I've learned. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And and for those that are wondering, did we hear from Luke at all? Or <laughs> but he. Uh... Well, I'm wondering if we lost him. No, so uh, he sent us a message. Ross, he ha- his uh, dog is in an unfortunate way, so he's doing what oh. Dad does and uh, taking care of it. Yep. Sounds like yep. it's been put down. So. So a big day for Luke and family, um, and so uh, no doubt, no doubt, uh, they'll the, the kids especially will will need a little bit of uh, sympathy and uh, empathy, and yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, tough tough time, especially for a kid. I mm. um, we had a couple of pets, and I, I think it's a great learning opportunity. Um, mm. To have a pet and and to lose the pet, I think it's a, an important learning. But uh, mm. certainly a tough time to, to lose um, to lose something you love, whether it's we feel that in any way, shape, or form. And when it's something like a, a dog, it, it feels like it's a part of the family. So yeah, so a tough mm. day for, for sympathies go out to the family and anybody else mm. who who's had to go through that. You know, you you all know what that's about. Mm, well, and and you know, and we've we've not really. We've not really focused on it too much, um, but you know, yeah, there's people losing close people as a result of, of the situation worldwide. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. A moment of pause to reflect on that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ross. You have a great week. Yes. Thank you. So I was just pausing there for for my moment to think about all the yeah. people at this, you know, that are passing at this time. Yeah. Yes. All right. Good on you. Thank you, Al. And we look forward to catching you on the next one. Absolutely. Bye, all. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross, L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out Al and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. 
You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.